Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the Jeans here. You're here with Bolo. And that's Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo is a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race, Race All Stars 5. Five. Are you going Okay, fine. Exciting. Fine. You want to just cut me off like that? <laughs> Make me sound unprofessional. Unprofessional? <laughs> unprofessional. Yes, it is. You're right. It is the All-Stars finale. I, we, we don't really know. First of all, we don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be the grand finale, but like, yeah. I don't know what their phone call was about last week. You remember? <laughs> there was a phone call where she was just like, you know, being her normal dramatic self. They did show a little preview. Yes, but but you know maybe it's not. Maybe it's it is. Maybe it's not. We'll go on assuming this is the grand finale and acting like it is the grand finale, but things could change. Maybe they'll bring back the seven queens who've been eliminated and just start at the beginning again. No, let's let's not be silly. Well, there would be reasons to do let's, that. In let's some let's cases. not be crazy now, Tom. <laughs> let's not be crazy now. Before we always go into the um the podcast, I want to say thank you to a few people, and we always want to say our thanks. Mm-hmm. Our first thanks. Um, so obviously, I I won this competition last month. Yeah. On Instagram, and our, our lovely Le Malavaca. Yes. We know Le Malavaca. I'm very familiar with Le Malavaca. Miss Colin. Um, um, well, see, I, I saw in the comments. I saw you in the comments and saying um, amazing work so thank you and for the yeah. messages also a big thanks to Charlie who has just um, what was it persuaded um, yeah. blackmailed however you <laughs> did it we're thankful Charlie um, who uh Promoted our podcast Promoted, to Millie, yes, yes. Yeah, her sister, and as a Bournemouth, who is just starting training as a mental health nurse. Oh, yeah, exciting at the beginning of a very an- exciting an- rewarding another, career. Another mental health professional, professional, professional here, um, and also a new member, hopefully, of the Spilling and GNT family. Family, family, family. Welcome, well, I hope we hope you enjoyed the podcast, and thank you, uh, Charlie, for spreading the word. Now also, we also had some new reviews from a lovely. Mr. Aaron and a lovely Miss Annie. Did you yes. get the reviews there? Do you want to quickly read it out? Very close friends. You know, these are really good examples of the kind of reviews you guys can leave us on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on wherever you're listening to us on the podcast. Well, not uh, hinting at all. Not Ar- hinting. Aaron and Annie are close friends of ours. Two old friends of mine. Um, Aaron, one of my oldest friends. Actually, he's very old, old, old friend. Um, but Aaron is so old. It's colostomy bag. It's <laughs> made of wood. Aaron, no, it shouldn't say bleep his surname. Uh, Aaron is so old that when he opens his legs, he goes. <laughs> That's Aaron. First of all, Aaron, I'm on your side. I don't appreciate these kind of jokes that Tom's throwing you away. I'm sorry. Go on. Read Aaron, the Aaron is one of my closest and dearest, bestest friends in the world. Um, so Aaron said, I look forward to this every week, now more than ever, a must listen for a fresh perspective. Perspective? And, uh, perspective. <laughs> and Annie left, um, the lovely Annie, witty and insightful, putting an alarmingly encyclopedic knowledge of every queen to excellent use. She said it, not us. Brightens up my day when I get a chance to listen, and there are numerous smiley faces in here. So many long words in that review. Mm. Well, they're both very sensitive, Should intelligent, we start reviewing, reviewing people's review? They both get I five stars give a- from me. 
Okay, cool. Well, they're both, yeah, we have to, don't we? <laughs> as, as we always say, thank you very much for spreading the word about our podcast. I mean, we love talking about this stuff and we also love knowing that there's people out there listening. So welcome if you're new. And it's very gratifying to me that two of our favorite people in the whole wide world, Aaron and Annie, are listening and enjoying the podcast. Amongst others, Nick, mm-hmm. B, Jennifer. I, I don't know what Jennifer, but maybe there's a Jennifer out there on the way to work right now. She's like, oh my God, he just said my name. Mm-hmm. You my, know, My sister Nelly has listened to the odd yes. one. Yes, hey Molly. Is there a Karen? There's a Karen. <laughs> in, in um John. John. Hey Derek. John. How's it going, John? Look, I'm just throwing out random names. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Now this is the finale. We're going off the fact that maybe this is the finale. Who do you think is gonna win? Well, I would say based on track record and likely, you know, if this is finale, they're gonna have the typical finale performance, you know, a la Reggie wrote you, Super Queen, hey, hey Kitty Girl. I don't think this would be Jujubee's forte, and Jujubee has only one win under her belt. So I'm going to say that Jujubee is going to be our most beloved runner-up, much as I love her. I think this could really play to Shay's strengths. Mm. Shay's a singer, a rapper, a dancer, a performer. Um, she was amazing in category is, let's not forget. Um Shay would be my front runner. Shay's got two wins and Cracker's got three wins under her belt, hasn't mm-hmm. she? So Cracker has the best score. But like if Shay wins the episode, if you like, they'd be neck and neck. Okay. Um, we've not seen Cracker in a performance like this before, but we know that she can do a bit of choreo. She can lip sync. She could write some funny verses. You say she can do a bit of choreo. I think all... All Miss Cracker knows when it comes to dancing is choreo. She's not a natural mover. You could not just randomly put on a song and tell her to move because mm-hmm. what I've seen at all her lip syncs are quite quite often the same thing. She has an element of acting up the song and when she's not trying to act up the song, when it's a, a song that calls for some kind of movement, I can see her in her head. Parabore, mm. parabore, <laughs> step, turn, step, turn, arms out and fifth. Like, let's spread. Plie, plie. <laughs> like, I see her very, very technical and like when it is that kind of, you know, her movement, I see her more performing in her head than I do see her um, kind of putting out that performance, putting mm. you know, pushing out that performance. Like I, I can just see her thinking so much. She's not a natural mover. Everything I think, everything that she knows is choreography because, uh, and which is good for her because it's it's good to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. So obviously yeah. she she knows maybe I'm not the best dancer, but I need to have something there should the occasion call for me to dance. Yeah, and so that's a, so yeah, Miss Cracker. I think I think if this is going to be a choreography challenge, I don't think that she is a dancer per se. Did but I say- think all she knows is how to learn and pick up movement. So I think she might be okay in that sense. I think they said they're bringing her back Todrick yes. for this challenge. So bound to be some choreo and some recording. I think Cracker is likely to like record the funniest verse. Depends how much that counts for. Okay. Because um, remember, like Reggie wrote you, like... Alaska and Katya shone with how funny their verses were. But, you know, Alaska didn't necessarily have the most complicated choreo, but she's still, for me, the most memorable from from Reggie Wrote You. And why was that? Just because she really um, wore her superfan credentials on her sleeve and she was just very herself. She was just Alaska to a T 
in, in that sequence, even if her blue body paint was getting rubbed off during the choreo. Yeah. But she's the first to admit that. I mean, we got to remember they're there for hours. They're there for hours and hours. Yeah. And as humans and possibly drag queens, we do sweat. <laughs> and Alaska had to scrub all that blue off before the, the final runway. Yeah. It's a good stuff. <laughs> My opinion on who do I think is going to win, I think everyone wants Shay to win. And I say the majority wants Shay to win. Well, they also want Shay or Juju B. Now, this is what I think. I think I wanted Shay to win based on the fact that she slayed her season. Like, she, she really slayed season nine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with nine. Shay actually had a rare four wins. Yeah. I think only Sharon Needles has equaled that. No, someone else has joined that too. From Have, have they? Yes. Oh, Gigi Good. Yes, Gigi, Gigi Good. good. I think that's a pretty exclusive club though. It, it really Four is, is the most anyone's ever had anyway, yep. isn't it? So I, I think I think because she slayed her season um, and she was assassinated by, you know, Miss Velour, <laughs> I think there was a sort of injustice that came up because that was the first time they used that format and mm. the format didn't really work according to who was killing it. So it was very I think going into All-Stars, everyone's like, okay, Shay, you know, Shay was a powerhouse. This is her season. And can we be very honest? She has not um, slayed it the way that she did her season. She has not been a consistent front runner the way she was for her season. And mm. based on that, I, and, and now, now let's look at Juju. Juju is just the most charismatic oh, character. We love. Of, she is forever going to be RuPaul's best runner-up i mean l l there's no better runner-up than miss juju b she has it, it takes a certain queen mm -hmm. to come three times to come back three times and stop well, more than three she also to drag you to the other things it oh, takes yeah, a certain a queen to come back this many times and still be able to capture our hearts it takes a certain queen to have got to a finale in two previous seasons of drag race having not won a single challenge there you go. i mean she's she's just um, she's one of those queens the statistics don't really count for anything she's just as you say charisma and everything that you want in a drag queen lovability but shade as well she's not like saccharine yes. and super sweet she's like lovely and shady all wrapped up into one that is very very true uh -huh. I mean Trixie Trixie Mattel went to the finale and does she even win anything she did she you know she she lip synced for her legacy I think twice in All Stars 3 does she win any of those uh, no, because she's not a good lip syncer, unfortunately. And yet, her final lip sync is the one that won her. It was a, it was a chilling emotional portrayal, as she says. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Evie Oddly. You know, she won one challenge and and won season twelve. And sometimes it's more about personality and charisma. So maybe it isn't a two horse race. Perhaps it's anyone's um, game. You know what? There's just such there's so much that goes into who becomes the winner. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. really come down all the time to talent. Sometimes what's going on in the world has mm. some sort of influence and the noise that's made in the fandom has some sort of influence. Yeah. There are so many things that are outside of the Queen's control that actually influence the outcome. Mm -hmm. can, we, can we agree on that? Definitely. And I think sometimes as well, as you go along, you know, I wonder if they wouldn't think about other aspects of track record, like girls being high but not winning, like... Shay's been in the bottom once, um, but then they changed the rules halfway through and everybody was bottom halfway halfway on. I mean, that, that's an accurate representation of, <laughs> of, of our community. They're all bottoms. <laughs> Everyone's bottom. Um, Look, what I was saying before is that people want Shay to win because she was 
I'm putting my air quotes up, like Joey on Friends, robbed. <laughs> You're using it correctly. Think, think, <laughs> we also want Juju B to win because she's our best friend. You know, she's yeah. everyone's best friend on TV. But, but hold up. <laughs> I'm putting my hold finger up. up. Um, but I think looking at the performance and what people have um, showed us uh, week after week and the report card, yeah, exactly that. Is that Miss Cracker kind of is the winner at this moment? She's never, and she's she's like she's always been someone who I thought was an early. She she went too soon on her season. She, she should did. have stayed longer than she did. She's and a, a very Pandora box esque character where you could tell that she would like win the hearts of the um, of the people watching at home and did well but didn't she won one she won the makeover challenge she did well but didn't win as consistently as maybe some people thought she could have um and then yeah Cameron michael sent her home yeah so i as i was saying before you <clears throat> you couldn't hold up <laughs> you couldn't just wait um is that she went out too early so i didn't i don't think that people people appreciate miss Cracker as a drag queen they appreciate her talent they know that she does a lot of things she is a, mm. a very great drag queen but when there are when you're put into the same pool of talent as queens like mateo and then um, shay and then mm-hmm. jujubee i think people just favored other queens more than miss cracker and so i think that's kind of what's uh, what i'm hearing about what i'm seeing on social media what i'm seeing on facebook Facebook is that mm. people don't want her to win that much. I want whoever was the best for the season to win, who I think is Miss Cracker. So I think Miss Cracker should win. Look, things gonna change with this final episode. So obviously, this has an influence on report cards. Period. But right now, standing as it is, I think Miss Cracker should win. I what I'm gonna say going into this is if we count this as a challenge, if Shay smashes it quite clearly, that should count as an additional win. And that puts them neck and neck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Shay Shay has a lot to prove on this episode. Yeah. You know, if Shay wants to push her back herself up there and be in contender again, up there with Miss Cracker, then definitely she she has um any opportunity, um any chance of being the winner for All Stars. Having said that, going into this, like I'd be happy with any one of these three queens winning. Yep. We're let's lift up let's lift them up for their talent I mean exactly because there's there's inevitably going to be some terrible fan backlash against it okay I'm going to say something I'm going to say something quite controversial but I would want Shay to win if she wins this challenge then I really want her to win because it is deserved because she's a great queen and if she gets this up if she gets this challenge in her uh, under her sleeve then definitely I think that she she should win because um, she's amazing I think that she needs to be a lovely person of color to win and deserve it because i think that trinity was robbed of a win it shouldn't have been a double win i think as we were saying before that what was happening in the world had an influence on the double win and Mm. i mean you might not agree but i don't think monet should have won i definitely think that she won because of the whole pressure put on all stars for not crowning a person of color i think when you look back at Winners of yeah, I said what I said. No, no, I'm. I said what I said. That's not not just to you, Tom. To anyone listening, I said what I said. Manet, Manet got a double win because um she was a person of color and people well, were like calling for that. They're like, oh, there's a white girl and a blonde, a blonde queen, and we, you know, it's it's, it's there's this racism. Ooh, but I, as a person of color myself, I'm allowed to say this, Tom. Okay, I am allowed to have this voice. I'm allowed to have my opinion. You cannot silence me, Tom. I will stop silencing you. I will you. learn and do better. Thank you. Um, the 
I think when you look at the winners of the normal main season, I I think it's quite diverse, actually. Very much. Um, the first three queens are POCs. But then I think when you look at the All-Stars Hall of Fame, it's not as diverse. And I think... <laughs> I think sometimes people discount Queen's actual heritage and ethnicity and see what they portray. So like, you know, Alaska and Chad, yeah, they are like skinny and blonde most of the time. Trixie is blonde, but the person behind Trixie is of Native American heritage. And I feel like people forget that a bit. Um, and then, yeah, so I think because of that, there's, there has been certainly very, very vocal and, you know, very correct um, pressure applied to the show mm. about uh, needing more diversity in the All-Stars Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, definitely. All right, cool. Um, now, I want to get into this episode because the previews from last week show that the queens get to come back. And I really do feel that RuPaul and the producers saw an opportunity for more drama, mm-hmm. you know, after the whole India versus Alexis. And I think that the only reason they're bringing them all in together into one room is to obviously sort that out. And for them to fight, Kiki, yeah, but I think that they want to air out the laundry. I foresee a drama triangle. Yes, sure. Derek, so, India, and Alexis. Shall we have a look, Dr. Tom? Um, please. Okay, let's get into it. And let's get into it. Yes. So, let's just start with the most juiciest part. The girls have come back. First of all, they come sneaking in like they're in some kind of Disney, like, you know, yeah. that kind of like large toad, icky, like <laughs> Scooby-Doo, trying to be quiet. Like, girl, they ain't around. It was, get your ass behind the glory hole and wait for your silly. turn to this, talk. This bit was silly overproduced nonsense. It really was. clearly, like, the girls clearly clocked when they came in that there's this partition that somebody was behind clearly and there was like these very obviously producer prodded conversation and where they started like dropping names like mariah and stuff like that do you think it was a it was a fifi o'hara kind of moment so i don't know if you guys know but in all stars mm. when um who was it Alyssa had gone home yeah. Fifi O'Hara I think was she the one who voted no it wasn't it was alaska alaska actually sent Alyssa home but fifi was very, very some, quick. She had some strong feelings about that. And she said she felt. And she felt, yes. <laughs> so um, post the elimination of Alyssa Edwards mm-hmm. in the workroom, I think um, what we saw on the television was Fifi O'Hara just going off on Alyssa saying, I'm so tired that um, everyone everyone doesn't get a free pass as much as Alyssa does. Yeah. Like, you can get away with it because you're Alyssa. And, you know, she she just went off. And then all of a sudden, bam, we see the lights come on behind the mirrors and all of the returning queens are there. And then that, that kind of brings that, in the conversation where they're like, you're that girl. I knew yeah, you yeah. were. You know you were. <laughs> I said, I felt. Don't be weak sauce. Yeah, I said, I felt. Um, that felt quite organic. And there's some very real reactions in that. And it felt like some sort of like half-hearted attempt How, to recreate that. What I was, the reason I brought that up was because what we hear about later on is that mm. the producers were actually intent, they're really driving it into Fifi to get her to say things. So they're asking her lots and lots of questions. And I think even Roxy and Detox and I think maybe even Alaska said yes. And, and Tatiana was 
they're all saying yes he's, she was asked those questions she was like she was really really but just were really hard on her to yeah. get those questions so you know like but obviously can, she felt those feelings yes, but like it wasn't it. she didn't just walk into the workroom and go oh my god Alyssa I'm so glad she's gone she's blah 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 so I'm wondering if they're kind of trying to do the same thing here yeah, with Miss Cracker and Shay and Juju trying to get something juicy to, to be said and then the girls come around going hey <sighs> unfortunately there was nothing I mean there was a little teeny teeny tad bit of Mariah, but they really, they really was a reach. It's quite gentle. It was it's Club Seven reach for the SARS moment. <laughs> anyway, so the girls are here now. Let's get into this whole gossip, Kiki, because RuPaul doesn't want to lift anything unsaid. I knew it, and I said that. I mm. said RuPaul just wants more drama, and drama was had. First of all, let's tackle um, all the girls here together now, and I want to talk about the first drama I'm bringing up as Derek and India. So yes. Derek's like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but. Derek and India have some issues because you called her a pig and a wig. (laughs) You called her a pig and a wig. (laughs) Tell me what their drama. Um, So, well, India sort of fell out with the show and fell out with some queens in Vegas, didn't she? And put big rants on Twitter and Facebook and specifically called Nebraska Derek's partner a pig in a wig and it was to do with like conversation over jobs and stuff wasn't it and like nebraska took a gig and whatever and they had beef coming into the show um now like when Derek came in you know the first time around she came in really hot didn't she and was like rah 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 india rah 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 and india kind of like maintained a fairly cool head about it all and then surprise surprise Derek was in the bottom and india was in the top that week I remember Derek of raining sudden, it back quite yes. quickly. And she was like, you know, any beef we've had is kind of quashed, wouldn't you say? We're good. We're good. I'm so glad I understand it now. <laughs> yes. I heard the story on the main yes. stage about you went for a dark time. And I get it. Yes. I understand why you called her a pig in a wig. Here's and, my... I, and I accept it. And I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Here's my number. I'm here for you, girl. Um, if you keep me. So that um, was the first drama. And Derek's like, well, in order for me to move on, I need an apology. And India's like, well, you know, I apologize for what I said. Yeah. And I thought that Derek was gonna go. I appreciate your apology, but you know what? I'm no. I'm. I still hate you. I want a pound of flesh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want your firstborn, <laughs> please. The the thing is about this though is like it's clearly not quashed because in every bit of media that I've seen that's been recorded since this, like the Meet the Queen stuff and the kind of build interviews and all that oh, stuff. Yes. Derek has like been slagging India off left, right, and center. So Derek is clearly not over it, and I'm highly entertained. Like Derek wears her. E- emotions on she, her she sleeve does. if she yeah. doesn't like you she says it and she's she's got quite the sharp tongue doesn't she if i don't like you then i don't like you <laughs> why are you looking in my direction <laughs> so, that was the first time the next one was about this whole kind of self-sacrifice this self-elimination and yeah. on Gina, is, is she wearing a t-shirt saying i made it to drag race possibly like, she, that's you for look, observer didn't like, see this, that get rid of that t-shirt because <laughs> come on honey you came in then you you turned you, she did a u-turn on that little mini bus that she came in for a hotel <laughs> and she did a u-turn <laughs> you, know, you know, she crashed. That's funny. <laughs> it was a joke. Oh, it is a joke. I am glaring at Paolo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so Maybe was... you're allowed to say that because you're Polynesian. Is that possible? Yes. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get away with so much by using the color, the POC card, aren't you? You really need to wear it. What, what, what can I not get away with? Can I? Can I? 
crash at someone's car and say, well, I'm a POC, so you cannot sue me. Like, by the way, everybody, there was an actual car crash outside our window a minute ago. It was very dramatic. But anyway. I don't know. You wouldn't have heard it because of my seamless editing. If you seamless, listen really carefully. In the, seamless, in, Thomas. In the, <laughs> seamless. Seamlessness. So there was a seamless editing where you probably didn't hear that I had to, we had to stop the recording because there was a car crash <laughs> right out, literally right outside our, our window here. Just... Just to be clear, everybody, you can't go faster than 20 miles per hour on our street, and it was a bump, but insurance claims will be made, I think. Everybody was fine. People were sweeping up bits of car. But, on, but we, let's be honest. fine. They were mobile. We did the whole, pretend you did the whole. So Tom, the so Dr. Tom here is just the most proper person in the world. I was like, I want to go outside. He's like, no, pretend. Then you went upstairs pretending to fold some laundry. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> pretending, pretending to fold. I was like, you've been folding that pair of shorts for like the last five minutes. We're basically hiding behind the glory hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What we were doing. So we wonder how it feels. So you're up there and I'm like, why? Are you still folding those shorts yeah. and i'm like i just want to go outside you judge them you're like no we are not those kinds of people <laughs> i was like oh calm, calm your ass down and get back to your laundry what i meant was we are those kind of people but we can't be seen to be those kind of people <laughs> anyway moving on um so angina i do you know what i feel for angina because i don't what I, I don't what i truly believe happened was angina was on drag race over a decade ago and it's a very different beast now um, she was a real standout on her um, season for a lot of the same reasons as Juju B, I think, in the sense that she's got a natural, like, funniness and charisma. And she said that the wind was taken out of her sails from the reading challenge, which from is the, the get go. Like, she was still in costume, still in her entrance look at that point. She just walked in. That saddens me, and I think it speaks a lot of the fragility of her self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I want her to remember what an amazing queen she is, and I don't. Remember. <laughs> Simba. Okay. <laughs> All right, James L. Jones. That's Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what else? It also speaks to the fandom. Like everyone always sits at home and says, "Oh, I could do it better. Oh, I could, I could, I can do that. I can mm. do that. I can do that." Angina, for disregard what we've seen of her here, Angina mm. is a phenomenal queen. She is. Period. It didn't show as much here, but in the work that she's done post season one even the work she's done on season one angina is an amazing phenomenal queen there is a reason why she is back okay so if a queen like that is coming here coming onto all stars it has the wind taken out of her in the first two minutes Mm. like people need to understand that when they sit at home and think that oh i could do that oh i I could have done that i could do that (laughs) challenge i could do that i could go and report direct race i can stand there against michelle no it it is harder than what it seems so people should take this and hopefully have a bit of humble pie from her experience absolutely then what was that we're chunking up the drama we, we really are the so next one was mayhem wasn't it well mariah quite rightly i think expressing something you expressed a minute ago she was, she said that she was really disappointed that two queens voted for themselves mm. um you know especially mayhem because it meant that you know you know, in theory, you know, she could have swapped places and in inverted commas. You know, she gave up a place where Mariah could have stayed and Mayhem could have, if that's how she felt, she could have gone earlier kind of thing. This played out in quite a friendly way because they're really close and they just ended up laughing about it, which I was pleased about. Well, many a true words are spoken in jest. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would have been there, but Mariah was basically saying... Um, you wasted my time. You wasted everyone's time. There's so mm-hmm. many other people. There are so many other queens that would love to be here, and you want to 
you want to take the easy road out. And I think that is that is like the the coward's way out. Is to mm. nominate yourself when you already know everyone's against you. And I, I know other people are like, oh, you might as well because you're gonna go home anyway. It doesn't matter. Like if other people don't believe in you, you are the last person to not believe in you. Don't you ever like. Yeah. I've obviously that like you put RuPaul's name before you put your name down to go home. Yeah, that's a period. So I don't I I don't feel for those queens who put their name down who who do a daily. If you daily yourself, I mean, I don't feel it. Um, okay, I can I can completely see where you're coming from. I think I'd feel like that if I was one of the girls in the competition or who had not made it to All Stars. As a viewer, I kind of feel for them, and I think it just must be such a pressure cooker that yeah. the people opt out sometimes mm. um, now the last and mm-hmm. final juicy part that was discussed is the whole alexis in india mm-hmm. girl alexis mayhem in india yes alexis so the drama is that when who was it, it was india that was in the bottom and india went to shay and mm-hmm. said shay 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 <laughs> Um, there's a campaign put mm-hmm. up against you. Alexis and Mayhem. Mayhem came up to me and told me to put your name down. It was to, to campaign against sending you home. Basically, there's a campaign set up by Mayhem Miller and Alexis. And she brought that to Shay's attention. And then that caused the kind of whole drama. You know, mm-hmm. It intensified the whole drama between Shay and Alexis. Yes. And do we trust Alexis? And that was brought up here. And I think India started to do the best vocal moonwalk backwards about everything she was like she did a whole i don't know what you said but i felt like i don't know i don't know what you said but like you said it but i felt and you know that's she she really did a laganja it's so interesting isn't it and i don't think we'll ever quite unpick the truth yeah because like I the know, truth was said the truth no, was said no 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 i'll tell you my take on it yeah India is still saying things with a degree of conviction. And Alexis and Mayhem's response was, I don't recall that. Which I find, again, quite a suspicious use of language. Like, I don't remember ever saying that. Do you? Okay. And, okay, cool. I think th- something happened that... No. The, the, it, and the, the key thing, I think, that does um, make it not a campaign okay. is the timeline. Okay. Whatever happened, everybody acknowledges happened after the voting. All right, cool. Doctor, can I, can I call you doctor? Doctor, the words were yeah. from India. I heard it backstage that you... Was, she was saying that I heard backstage that this is what you two were doing. She said that, but... She said when she was talking to Shay that Mayhem and Alexis came to her. Now, that is what we need to focus on here. So, basically, India was spreading shit. India, in her last moment of desperation, decided to twist a moment to her favor, and hopefully in her favor, to stay longer. My, we, can double, we can roll the tape, but the way she phrased it that I heard was, I heard to the side of the stage, which implied to me a conversation between them at the side of the stage, not that she had overheard. But that's just like overhearing who someone voted. That's not a campaign. It's like, who did you vote for? I voted for Shay. It's not like, okay, let's go to India and tell India now to vote for her. Because if that's after the fact, this is irrelevant. This this didn't didn't happen. I think it's, it's like an onion. There are so many layers to it. 
Yeah, okay. Um, okay, Shrek. <laughs> anyway, for me, India was lying. Alexis. Oh my God. I'm just, I'm really, really but angry like, because like the- I, I don't have this. Where's your integrity, India, to throw Alexis under the bus like that? And Mayhem, who self sacrificed herself for the better <laughs> goods of India. Like I, this- I still feel like there was, and I said I felt. Alexis' behavior at that time suggested that something shifty had gone on to me. Like, okay, there's a conversation being had now and we can just accept what's been said. But I still feel something shift. There was still an intention, however it played out from Alexis and Mayhem, to, you know, start the ball rolling for like, let's get rid of Shay. The conversation Mm, was had after the voting uh, on that day, so it was irrelevant in a lot of ways, but we've heard how it went. All right, doctor, doctor, can I call you doctor? No, I'm actually, I'd prefer to be called emperor. Okay, doctor. (laughs) Um, I know that that you work in mental health and you're a psychiatrist, but I'm a petty gay. (laughs) And I know the scenario all too well. (laughs) Emphasis on the all. Have you been campaigned against? I've been campaigned against. I've been the campaigner. <laughs> I, I have been in every single one of these shoes and heels, Tom. And I want to tell you that that is the truth. That India was stirring a moment to try put in favour her so that mm-hmm. she could stay. In and favor. I and and you can just come on. You can look at India's face and just realise that she's just like, oh god, I've just been caught. And mm. everything is just uh, her face just said, I've been caught. Okay, and she's she's obviously trying to trying to like okay she's she's not even reacting to it she's just accepting what's being said trying to justify it, and then trying to close off the interrogation she's not combative because she's guilty can like I think Juju gave us the most important message to take away that like this drama in here has been very entertaining let's be good sisters to each other on the outside and have each other's backs which kind of haven't seen play out yet with the way that Derek's been but like great please look after each other going forward girls the other thing is if this is and i think this is the re- all that we're going to get in terms of reunion this was, i was just thing. i was just going to say this was a this was not only the finale we didn't get a re- this is the reunion we've been deprived of reunion looks for one thing <laughs> just look at the t-shirts oh. what eggplant jumpsuits etc yes, tom and apparently Trend alert um, quotes on their uh, T-shirts. Yeah, Mar- Mariah, Mariah had, yes, I'm that queen. We had Angina wearing something else. A lot of them are making statements through their fashion. I mean, it's fashion, but is it fashion? It's fashion. Now, drama has now been done. Let's actually look into the technicalities of this episode called mm. Clapback. So RuPaul has come into the room, the workroom, and they... For the Maxi Challenge, they have to do a collaboration on RuPaul's a new song, Clapback. Do you even know? Do you know Clapback? I don't know it. Uh, no. I mean, we're, we're going to be singing it. By the end of this episode, it's going to be our ringtone. It's going to be our banger. It, it's <laughs> going to be our alarm. Yes. It's going to be our alarm. So they need to write and record their own solo verse. And they're going to be working with Todrick Hall on the production of it all. Yep. Yes. So well, this is a finale that we... Or know too well. It's basically do a performance to a RuPaul's clip, and then we'll choose the winner from there. Mm-hmm. So let's. Do you want to have a revisit of a past finale performances? We have a little think about them. Um, my favorite finale performance. Can I guess? Yeah. Um, hey boys, my name's Alaska. Yeah. Well, I gotta turn a little favor to ask. <laughs> yeah. Reggie wrote you as a whole. I think is flawless. Yes. I like one of the things I like about it is it kind of like. It's 
they they introduced from Kitty Girl onwards a lot of like extra production tricks and things like that, you know, camera angles and backstage shenanigans and all that sort of stuff, and it felt quite stripped back in comparison. Um, Reggie wrote you, uh, even though they had backing dancers and chairs and things, but it just like each queen was amazing and showcased really really well, and each queen's personality came through beautifully, um, and. Even at the time, everybody was saying Roxy's verse was was I'm atrocious. Not and I'm here to make it clear. It's actually the most memorable, and uh, I would not change Reggie wrote you at all. When something just so bad, it's good. Yeah, yep. like I don't remember a lot of the other performances from. Um, uh, not Super- even Kitty Girl. So Kitty Girl and less so with Super Queen though, because I didn't like the mix What's of that? that. I'm joking. Yeah. yeah, a Super Queen was such a. Injustice. It to, was. Um, it was to, to those the girls, girls and all stars. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone needs to remember that. And Naomi getting that like two second bridge. It was more about her doing a dance. Being like, up just by the show your legs. Yeah. Her legs. Okay. Can you, can you just walk on stage, show your legs, and then walk back off? That's what we call reductive. That, that, that's kind of what it was. So um, yes, yeah, so it's kind of something very very similar to that. And. I guess we're going to look into the rehearsals now, see how they perform, look at the finale, give a final feedback. Yeah. And I think the returning girls are going to be backup dancers in there. Now, if I was a queen who was eliminated, which would never happen because I'd make it to the end. <laughs> but but in some parallel universe where there is a polo who is shy, where there is a polo who is not a performer, where there is a polo who is silent and just yes. a thinker, just quite cerebral. Yes. Polo, if you're out there, <laughs> if you exist, if there was one, I... And you had to return. I would do my best to try steal the scene when I'm in it. That's your job. That is what That's you what have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the returning queens are there to make your performance not as good. Oh, by sorry, being I see what you just mean. That. If you're a background girl, yes. you would not be in the background. Yes. Sorry, yeah. You yeah. you want to be just as stronger than the main queen. You want to still focus, and and in doing so, you make them look less effective, less amazing. And then you hope that RuPaul brings you forth to crown you at the end instead of one of them. Yes. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine, Paolo, you're background work was um a stand frontline excellence yes. and i like to clap like the nh yes for your performance <laughs> imagine that'll be great anyway i want to get into this let's see what the rest of the episode has for us all right let's get into it so the first thing that they did do is they had a little kind of rehearsal with todrick didn't yeah. they and can I be honest? There's a lot of white noise going yeah. on before the final. Why well, gotta be white? There's, there's a lot of like empty space that they're really just filling for the sake of filling. Can I just be honest and say there was really nothing to discuss until their actual finale kind of um, music video? I agree with you. This episode feels weirdly simultaneously rushed and shallow. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Because. Yeah, like what is I'd say about the rehearsal? Otherwise, they you know they have the usual kind of like we're being given really hard choreography here, and um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And it's the everything rests on this performance. I was most amused by Blair understudy Saint Clair but in the background. Blair was pulling a bolo <laughs> and learning everyone's part. Yeah, and hoping that they trip and fall. I mean, when I was in hairspray and I was mm-hmm. understudy mm-hmm. seaweed. Mm-hmm. I was very, very vocal about the fact that I'm ready 
to take your spot. I told him, I'm like, I heard him cough. I've, I told you this. <laughs> I was on the side of seaweed um, and hairspray, which is the, the lead, um, the lead black guy. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's one of my dream roles. And um, first of all, I told the director I'm on the study. Um, that, that, that's how forward I was. And I wasn't shy. When I saw him like do the smallest sneeze or the smallest cough, I'd go, I'd, I went up to him and I'm like, oh, are you sick? Do you need, do you need me to stand in for you? <laughs> was, like, I was real. I was that person. I was, I was, I want to, I want to be on stage as a lead. I want to perform. And I just, I saw the, the Paulo syndrome of Blair, like learning yeah. every single thing. I knew, I knew every single line. I see, I was ready to go on in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. But he never got sick. Oh, and yeah. Blair was similarly disappointed. And um, he went and told the whole cast how, like, I was coming for his gig. And I was like, <laughs> I am. I'm coming for you. I, I, I hear you talking about me and I'm coming for your gig. It's all true. Yeah. yeah I'm not hiding it. I want the spotlight. <laughs> that um, was it. That was what, really, really The other notable thing is that Shay gets noticeably more challenging choreography to meet her skill level. Yeah. And Juju probably gets noticeably less challenging. Yes. Choreography. I mean, there's a lift, but like, I don't go around getting lifted all the time, but I assume it's relatively easy if somebody else is picking you up. I mean... Not that much to do, is that You're uh, just lying there. That's more of a trust exercise than it is of a technical performance because Mm -hmm. it's literally just fall back and trust in the dancers who are actually doing the hard part and making you look good. And I've said this in past performances. A lot of the times, the queens who aren't dancers get more of a spotlight on them and Mm. they get a lot of dancers kind of creating a nice background and a nice frame Mm -hmm. for you to be star and center. Whereas if you're known to be a dancer and if you're known to have choreography skills, you're more likely to be taught the dance that the background um, dancers are doing. And then you kind of blend in Mm -hmm. with the ensemble and there isn't much time for you to really, really stand out. And a good example I want to bring out here is with the um, Drag Race Ruke, Mm -hmm. where Davina the Campo I thought was amazing. I think she did one of the best Dance performances in the whole RuPaul's Drag Race empire. I'm putting it out there <laughs> wow, for, that fin- okay. for that finale. However, the Vivian, who didn't have um, as technical yeah. as much technical dance experience as the Vivian Campo, had more of a um, spotlight put on her, whereas the dancers were making her look good. Whereas the Vino, because she was a good dancer, mm. she kind of blended in a lot with the background dancers. And the Viv was given like a fun comedic exactly. bit as well, wasn't So sometimes she? it can work it, it can work against you. However, it really all comes down to the choreographer and the director and the person in charge of production. So when you look at those kind of moments, you have to really blame um, the director and the choreographer. Wow, well, there so, you go, I mean, Todd so, Well, yeah, so that's that's kind of what we saw there in the rehearsals and the build-up. And there was a lot of empty talk in the workroom. I don't even want to pick up on that. I don't think there was anything much, really. It was just the like, podcast. Oh, this, this rival podcast, have you heard of it? What's the... Like, what is the, the tea no, or something? I don't, I don't know what to tell I don't know Tom. who they are. Um, they should probably listen to our podcast and get yeah. pointers how to be interesting and how to have, have engaging conversations. In all sincerity, based on this, yes, they should. <laughs> yeah, um, it was quite bland, like, wasn't it? We learned nothing new about any of these girls from these conversations. It was really, really bland. It was it's how unfortunate though how unfortunate yeah it was because they're both fa- both all three of them are fascinating amazing queens and we just didn't they just 
went over all. To me, the main thing was that Rue felt very uninvested in this. You know, when Rue is on form, she does her best cod psychology, doesn't she? She wasn't coming in with any of that. No. And the the most she did was retread the inner saboteur line that she trotted out so many times. Yes. Even the thing about like. She said before, you know, and I listened to the Inner Saboteur and I've learned to say, thank you for sharing, but no thank you. And it is, you know, it's fundamentally good advice. But like, Rue, we've heard you say that before. And Rue felt a little bit checked out, to be honest. And Michelle. Michelle barely said anything. I mean, she was literally just there to be there. It's another example of it feeling rushed because it didn't feel like they got going into a proper conversation with any of these three amazing queens. And how unfortunate for the grand finale for the final episode, which we're assuming it is. Yeah. There wasn't much oomph there wasn't you know like when it comes to the closure you want everything to be like oh, okay cool 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 this is your yeah. finale this is your final farewell your your final one-on-one conversation where you get to find out the heart behind the yeah. drag and there really wasn't anything mm-hmm. anyway so that was it so i want to dive straight into the main performance and the performance is to clap back clap back clap back and the first thing I want to say is the audio and the camera work uh, is homophobic. Fully, fully agree. The lighting was also homophobic. Um, I think we can touch on specific examples as we go through. Yes. But I fully agree. And I've written it down. I've underlined it. What did you think of the song itself before we get into the performance? Um, I didn't mind it. But mm. the thing is here... With other finales, we've kind of become familiar with mm-hmm. the final song because they play it throughout usually, don't they? Not always. They didn't with uh, Reggie Wrote You. Oh, no, no. But with like Kitty Girl and Super yeah. Queen. Like by the time you got to it, you knew yes. the song and you were like, yeah, you're bopping along the to it. The groundwork has yes, been laid. Yes, exactly. This is an, ex- this is an example where... Um, it, it wasn't, and it, and it takes quite a few listens to actually get you invested. But because the sound was so bad, it was really hard for you to get invested from the get-go. Yeah. Like, you really had to really focus and really try to enjoy it. For the benefit of our viewers, we usually we watch the whole thing through and you're, you're getting our first impressions. When it comes to a final performance like this, we sometimes watch it through a few times. We've watched this a few times now, haven't we? This final performance, we've... we've okay. Just yeah. to, because we wanted to look at the different elements of the performances. Yes. Re- rewind, we... Only watch the episode when we podcast. Yes. So when you were podcasting, we're talking to you and we're we're giving you our feedback as we're watching the show. So yes. we don't know what happens until we play it and then we come back and podcast. However, when it's something like the grand finale, we want to watch it a few times because yeah. we we want to give it a fair ch- uh, fair chance in case yeah. we didn't see any things. Or in case we missed out on anything or we didn't appreciate something that was as, as grand, we have to watch it. It's for the benefit of uh, our listeners and also to, to the credit of the people in the performance. Mm-hmm. So we have watched it a few times. Now, the song itself, I thought, was inspired. I thought it was quite Beyonce inspired. I thought it was somewhere between girls and formation. It was like that kind of kind of um, anth- going for kind of like an anthemic feel and with the the sort of um, Indian-inspired strings in the background as well, and like the marching beat. Okay. Yeah. I felt like that's what they were going for, at yes. least. It's like Rue's take on that kind of pop. I want to go through and talk about Juju B's performance in this. I thought Juju B was there. 
She was there. We saw her. I saw I saw her several times. Yep. And um, I think I think that's what I've got to say about oh, Juju. Wow. To be honest, um, Juju to me. What I what saddened me was she wasn't giving me fun juju energy. There, okay, thank you. It there wasn't it, in, it wasn't in her face. That wasn't juju B. Yeah, there was juju B trying to be. Yeah, there just wasn't. How, this is not how Juju Bree Juju Juju Bree Juju Bree yeah, yeah. This is not how Juju Bree is to be appreciated. Juju, this is not her forte. No, and this is not how you. Um, you, you it doesn't really highlight. Yeah. Her charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and vocal skills. So she, I think she did make the best attempt at actually singing. Her yeah. vocals were the most kind of ac- acrobatic, if you like. Yeah. She showed the most range and dynamism within her vocals. I, I did prefer her vocals um, more than the other two. I'd say that much. Her performance... Like I said before, Jujubee was there. She was also visually, to quote Kim Kardashian, visually the least interesting to look at. Oh. She looks so pretty, but it's it's a sparkly leotard and it doesn't say anything about mm, her. The okay. other girls had statement looks. Okay. I mean, I so thought... So pretty, so gorgeous and beautiful as always, but not yeah. interesting. I thought for Jujubee, it was, it was nice, but... Mm. That's just that's just me and Juju. Um, <laughs> just you and one Juju. One thing, yes, I, I did love her audios. One thing I don't like is when people um, sing with their back to the audience. It's never yeah. been anything I like. I've, I've ever liked, and I think she she had a few words where she's doing that whole prep for the um, the lift. Yeah, and she's singing. I think even possibly a whole line she sung in that prep with her back to the audience. And the thing is, yeah. you're only getting about eight lines in this in this verse. You have to make every single line yeah. count. You want to make you want to make sure that your face is star center of mm-hmm. of this whole time. This is your time. This is the only time where it's supposed to be about you. And I wouldn't spend any of that time with like performing anywhere. That isn't the front. That isn't the front of the stage. Speaking of face, this is an example of the homophobic lighting. When she did her dip, when she fell into the kind of yeah, her face was not lit. No, the spotlight was not on her face, so no. it's completely pointless. Um, so I found that quite saddening. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like when she was up on that bed or dice or whatever it was, she was she looked scared. She did, that's when I was most like, this isn't juju. This no. isn't juju enjoying herself and giving me juju. Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, that's it. She she was there. Thank you. Now, Juju, we love you, my darling. Now, let's go into Miss Cracker. First of all, I want to say, again, with the homophobic camera work, mm. why would you start Miss Cracker's verse straight on her first word? Why is the camera mm. only shows her, her Miss Cracker as soon as she starts, there's no prep warm up to see her to to get um to to tell the the viewers we're moving now we're gonna go into Miss Cracker. It was literally straight into her doing her first move, seeing her first word. I thought that was very very that was terrible. It it was very reminiscent of what they did with um Brooklyn Heights, how they trend uh-huh. in, in the finale for what was that season t- eleven? Oh, yeah, got yeah um uh, g- season around 11. the world girls yeah. around the world girls yeah. everywhere 
Yeah, Queen. Queen's everywhere. How they transitioned from, was it Akira to Brooklyn Heights? Mm -hmm. Now with Brooklyn Heights, first of all, like she, her verse has already started and the camera was still getting to her. So I felt like I walked in on a performance and I don't felt like I was, you know, I felt like I was, I just stumbled upon Mm -hmm. Brooklyn's performance because she was already starting and the camera, the camera work wasn't there. And it's kind of the same thing as, as I'm appreciating Jujubee's verse. And then all of a sudden it cuts to Juju, um, to Miss Cracker, who's already started, yeah. like she's already starting, and uh, it's it's a lot for a viewer. It's a lot for someone appreciating that performance to take in um, a new visual, a new sound, a new character, a new setting, a new environment. It's, mm-hmm. it's way too much. So that was another example of the homophobic work <laughs> of the cameraman who should be fired. Somebody's getting fired. Oh yes, Queen Bee, <laughs> Queen Bee. That you have to watch a clip about this. <laughs> How do you how do you become Queen Diva as yes. as Beyonce who who kind of kind of freestyled in Hey somebody's getting fired mm-hmm. in one of her live performances Sorry I um, I digress <laughs> Cracker also had good audio I liked her lyrics I liked her lyrics a lot But one thing that Miss Cracker does um, besides being amazing mm-hmm. and funny um, one thing she does a lot in this performance is she keeps looking down mm, she's connecting with the camera like was she yes. do you think no, that's because yeah. she was thinking about her footwork and that sort of yes. thing yes she yeah. was trying to it was, it was obviously because she's trying to well, there's there's a lot of reason why you look down, but yes, I think for her case it was um, the footwork. But a lot of the times when you look down, it's because you're not confident. Yeah, you don't want, you know, when you don't feel like you're doing your best, so mm-hmm. you look down because if you can't see someone looking at you, then they're not looking at you. The ostrich in the head in the yeah, exactly. So that that's what it is. So like when you're not confident, you look down because like okay, no one can see me. I liked her look. It was very classic cracker, sort of Stepford wife, Dior silhouette. One last thing before the Stepford wife. Yeah. Another reason why you shouldn't look down, especially in drag, is because you wear huge eyelashes. Yes. So when you do look down and you've got those huge eyelashes, you're covering a lot of your eyes. 50% and it's of very, your face, yeah, really. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, like you, and it's very, very obvious that you're not making the eye contact. So, yeah. Mm. So, go on. Oh, it was classic cracker, the look, wasn't it? Kind of Step- Stepford wife inspired Dior yes, silhouette. Yes, Cracker. I like the reveal. It was fun and cheeky. And um, I, it was very similar to the look that she put her makeover in in, um, uh, in her yes, season, wasn't it? Yes. Again, but, you know, it's a very classic. I'm sure it's a different dress, but it's classic Cracker. Um, so I enjoyed her look. And, like, I find her dance moves, and I think this is a character choice, kind of robotic. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of stiff, kind of robotic, kind of jerky. But I think that's the intention. I think it was. I think, yeah. I, I think everything she did, I thought she was very clean. Yes. Um, when I look at her performance, I think she was very clean. And I know that she would have learned to go on home and practice it and, and done what she did like, for nearly every lip sync. And her verse was kind of funny, wasn't it? It was yeah. well written in that sense. I guess. Raised a chuckle. I liked uh, Miss Cracker's performance. I thought it was a, a clean performance um yeah she she did the choreo she executed the choreography well it was that technically it was clean performance wise in terms of character in terms mm-hmm. of miss miss cracker i didn't see that much in her solo but i did see um a lot of attitude and sass and miss crackerness and the when they when it was them three mm-hmm. she, that's when i saw her like eh, but Pulling out, yeah. pulling out those faces like, yeah, you know, I <laughs> the didn't. The characterization exactly, was there. I didn't there. see that in her solo part because I think she was, 
and those moments where she's showing that characterization, it's it's um, it's not choreography. Yes, it's so literally she, just go there yeah. and do something, and then move aside so the shade goes there. So that's when she can be herself. However, when it's here, when they when she's got their choreography in there, I think in her head, and the same as Juju B, they can't be themselves because they're trying to be this dancer mm-hmm. who is not them, but that's the character they have to be. They almost have to Juju B especially. They almost have to put Juju B. On the back seat, mm-hmm. while someone else takes the wheel, yeah, for that moment, because mm-hmm. at that moment it wasn't Juju B we saw, and no. and the solo moment for Miss Cracker, it's kind of it is Miss Cracker, but it's just not Miss Cracker with that life with yeah, the, it's, it's not the soul of Miss Cracker. A little bit of the yeah. Cracker esque spark it's was gone. Miss, because she was focusing on the choreo exactly. So much. Yeah, but it was good to see it come back, like say in the group element. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly, but. Yeah. Um, it was very, very clean. She had, um, yeah. I, I liked it. Very good sitting. And she did the fun thing with sitting on the legs like they did in that mini challenge. Yeah. Remember in season six? Yeah. yeah. Now let's go to Mache yeah. Coulet. First thing I want to say is that, um, yeah, she had the most visually powerful performance. Yeah. She obviously was clean. Yeah. Um, she hit everything. Choreography done, dusted. Although in the rehearsals, there was a part where they had to do the turn the hip hip and then the uh-huh. head had to go arch back uh, her head had to go mm-hmm. back her head didn't go back Tom <gasps> oh it didn't my goodness. but that's just me trying to find something to fault when there <laughs> really isn't actually Shay was amazing I I mean she was the best I'm, I'm just yes. going to put it out there this was Shay's element this is what Shay does this is what Shay does this is when the cameraman did her dirty with, with her kind of, it was kind of, she was being lifted and she did a rolling motion onto exactly. the other set of dancers. And it was not filmed properly. No. You couldn't appreciate the impact of it. And it looked like such a complex move. It was, so yeah, she was on someone's shoulders and then she kind of did like a cartwheel mm-hmm. onto someone else's shoulders, arms Fantastic. in the midair. Yeah. We see a side camera for that. <laughs> it was gross. Like why, the camera work was hideous. Why was there a side camera on that? That should to to see the impact of that move of that that the aerial mm-hmm. we needed to see it front on. Just one little thought I had in my head then, like the conspiracy theorist in me yep. is kind of saying, does that mean they don't want Shay to win because they're not showing the impact of her moves? But I'm gonna shelve that for a second because we don't know the outcome. Okay. Um I liked her look, this checkered flag Leotard. It was very kind of like RuPaul's drag race, checkered flag, I'm near the finish line, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, I didn't like her hair. It was good for whipping around, but it wasn't big oh, enough. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. I loved her hair. I would have loved it if she kept with the monochromatic theme and had it been white, um, Storm from X-Men hair, and higher, bigger, thicker. It was, But it was good for whipping around. It, I it mean, she motion. was giving me hood, banji, kind of like Cardi B vibes with that, that okay. Nicki Minaj yeah. um, kind of look with that whiff. I love that whiff. <laughs> It was just, it was too, it, it needed, it, I wanted it, especially compared to the other two girls, it needed more height and volume. Yes. Considering she's the biggest girl of the three, she's taller and she needs to think about proportions okay. in that lineup. Audio wise for, um, for Shay, she has the, the Trinity K Bonet syndrome. Bit she needs mouth. support, a cork in it, because <laughs> if um, we, we did watch it, if, uh, I think about three times. One yeah. of the times that we listened to, that we watched it, I literally didn't look at the screen. Yeah. I wanted to judge them based on their vocal performance. You, 
when it came to Shay's verse, mm-hmm. I had no idea what she was saying you at asked, all. You asked me at one point, is she saying words? Yes. She's really into double time <laughs> rapping, isn't she? Because she did that in Tens Across the Board. Even, yeah, like, I don't even think she was trying to, like, do that at first rap. Mm. I mean, it was just like, she just has a problem with diction. First of all, the audio already wasn't on anyone's side. So add, add this mishmash to the really bad audio. Yeah. It was really it was really bad to listen to. Like, if we were just bopping along to this on the iPod or just blasting it without seeing anything visually, I would have said Shay definitely was the weakest. Mm. But her visually, her performance was amazing. Yeah. Audio-wise, she is beneath the bottom of the pack here she is indeed um yeah. i think actually Derek barry's vocals were better in, yes. in this than, i mean than i Shay's. preferred mayhem miller's march <laughs> you to... were laughing at that <laughs> what you know you know mayhem the queen mayhem miller just walks on like you know when, when when you're in school and your teacher's like everyone get in line joshua go to the back now walk, come on now walk inside mm. that's what it that's what it felt like it was when i was watching <laughs> mayhem miller it was just really really <laughs> so entertaining she's not she really wasn't asked being there to be honest she it seemed like she borrowed Monet's. yeah um, biker costume it was did not you the see same, that it's not the same costume but it's very reminiscent in the same hair as yeah. well um I, to be honest i really liked having the other girls in the background because they were very good at being there and being the background bitches without stealing focus and nobody was trying to do that and that was cool and they seemed I, I, to be hitting what? their marks and stuff maybe someone did but with that camera work it was just who would know, it, well, you, who would know anyway I, I did notice Angina had a little reveal right at the beginning and she was, she was having a little moment but mm. um, and yeah their looks were fun and but they were very much like oh it was like oh you know there's Mariah there's India there's yeah. Mayhem and I enjoyed that okay. aspect of it Um, overall yeah I liked it I liked it after watching it a few times and after liking the song. Yeah. After getting into it. But um, I remember the first time I watched it, I wasn't sold on this. The, the but so- I am now because, you know, I've, I'm familiar with it and I'm singing along now. The song's a little bit of a grower. Like, my benchmark is Reggie Wrote You and it wasn't a Reggie Wrote You. Oh, hell no, but, no. But it wasn't It wasn't a super <sighs> no queen either. Way. The cameraman read them, wrote them off because <laughs> that was a bad chick. This was yes. a bad chick. This like, oh no, it's not happening. I didn't like it. I think maybe somebody who's fallen out with Rue, like Willem or Carmen Carrera, was doing the camera work. They're there in disguise. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Right, let's finish it off. Um, let's see what the look. What, do they have a final runway? Yes, yes, yes. And it has. Okay, so I'm excited because this has to be the epitome of these all star girls glamour. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, let's finish it off. Okay. Oh, they're probably going to do that. Oh, look at the look at this picture of you when you were five. What would you say to yourself? And they say, Oh, you're going to go through some hard times, and, <laughs> and, and oh, you got to be- you got to believe in yourself, and don't listen to what people say. And one day you'll be a glamazon stamping the runway. Is that, sorry, one of the questions that RuPaul asked Shay is, what What was it? Very, very bland answer she gave. She goes, what did you learn from this experience? She goes, well, and Shay's answer, which is like, what the hell was that if you try hard and don't give up, you will make it. Uh, yeah. It was just like generic, uh, okay. generic soundbite central, wasn't it? It, really it was, was just so bland. Anyway, yeah. let's finish this up, okay? 
And the category for the runway is... All Stars Eleganza. And we've been treated to yeah. all of the looks for all of the queens. So let's start off with Miss Derek Barry. I thought this was lovely because so many of the queens, obviously, they all bring a finale look and they don't always have the chance to strut their stuff on the runway in it. Um, so I was so surprised to see Derek come out and she looked gorgeous. I think this is the most beautiful I've ever seen Derek look. Her makeup is stunning. Um, and this felt like quite a literal kind of Elsa from... It was very literal. Uh, it was very literal, the kind of... Borderline costumey. It was a little bit. But this gorgeous ice princess gown, very Elsa from mm. Frozen. I felt like it was a glow up from her. There's a hem. There's a yes. hem. Do you remember that look? Yes. I felt like it was a glow up of that look. Because that was Tin Woman, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fail. Next up we have Miss Angina. This classic Angina. Newspaper, fabric, eleganza. It's like Reggie... Wore you? <laughs> I love that. Um, she loves a mullet dress. I remember her wearing mullet dresses in in her original season, and it's covered in headlines. And there's this giant latex bow. I love how it's, she's gone classic, bald with a headpiece. It's just like vintage on China. But yes, um, this feels like a nice nod to her season one roots, um, which is the Angina we all fell in love with. So this is lovely. Yeah, it is. It's it's very old school coming back. Next up, we have Mariah Paris Balenciaga. Also, I feel giving us like classic Mariah, but like stepped up a notch. Um, no, Mariah said this is blue orchid petals. But to me, I was getting very, again, mermaid ice princess. And especially with the shape of, of the dress. Um very, you know, because it's got, she's got this this mermaid tail to the dress, and and it looks like scales to me, like silvery scales, like she's um, fresh tilapia just landed. <laughs> the cheapest fish. Um, <laughs> she's she is a tr- she's a swordfish goddess. I love I, her. Only thing I don't like is that I can see her bra, I can see her boob <laughs> in this close up that we're looking at. We so can it's, see. it's taken away the illusion of. Woman, and you know I, that's what she's. I will say to for all, for all of Mariah's polish, not the first time I've seen her brass strap or padding. Remembering her um, all browns look in season three. Do you think that in the Antarctic she pulled in Alexis Michelle and was like, "How come none of you stopped me and said <laughs> not to do that on the runway?" <laughs> um, gorgeous. Anyway, now Mayhem's look. From the neck up, stunning. Is, yes, then from the neck up, from the necklace up, from the shoulders, actually, from the shoulders yeah. up is just pure perfection. Nubian mm. goddess. Painted. And, you know, this, um, her gorgeous glossy shoulders and all this gold and the stuff in her hair looks so regal i just wish the rest of the outfit matched it i love the color coral looks great on her but it's just so much volume so much ruffled silk and it's pants um and not done in a very sophisticated way it's fun and it's frothy but it's not what i want on a finale runway um i don't even really know what to call the outfit do you I don't. I don't know a t- tangerine um, space suit, <laughs> kind of a, a fashion space. Like if I was if I was a drag queen going to space, that's what I'd be wearing. Yes or no? I don't remember Sigourney Weaver wearing anything like that in Alien. I think that look. I actually. <laughs> this just goes back to how much fashion um i have, but I actually liked this. I, don't get me wrong; it's fun it's and cute. it's frothy, and you know, drag queens. But is it frothy? 
it is a bit like do you, you think know, it's frothy though she she looks like a kind of peach milkshake mm. you know yeah i love this look by india this is classic india farah because it's basically a piece of netting that's been embellished and she's going full tnm here isn't she um I really love the color scheme. I love the seafoam green feathers and jewels and the white hair. Mm. Um, trend alert, like icy mermaidy themes. Yeah. And I think that the bottom of the dress looks nice and frothy. I think this is like... Do you think it's, it's frothy? It's very frothy. Yeah, I like It's that. like a really hoary take on those Tom Ford dresses from a few years ago. What about... Isn't this very kind of um, flashback to that J-Lo, that green J-Lo dress that she the wore? The Versace one. Don't you think this is kind of what she's going for? It's a bit like that. But also combined... Do you remember Katy Perry wearing that um, Tom Ford dress and a red carpet? And it was like... Um, like a mini dress, but then had like this feathery, plumy skirt coming off it. Mm. And I just think it's it's like a, it's it's really fun. It's like a hoary take on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think it's amazing. I love gorgeous, it. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Classic India Ferrer. Um, now, Alexis is bringing us all the glamour and all the accessories. Yeah, So she's got these, uh, I, I don't know what to compare it to. It's just very quintessentially kind of Alexis, really. There's these swirls of, of like silvery stones. There's the, the big ruffles and the, the materials full of horizontal stripes. Uh, the biggest earrings I've ever seen. Um, I, like, I don't even know what to compare it to. or what. Do you know what it looks like? What? I love the eleganza dress. Obviously fitted to perfection because that's Alexis Mateo to uh-huh. a T. To a Matisse. The Alexis Mateo we know now, not the Alexis Mateo season three when her fit was off quite often. But mm. this is stunning. Oh, trust me, she's fitting everything right now. <laughs> you know what it looks like though? It looks like she was wearing a really nice coat over and she yeah. only took off one side of the coat and she's just walking down the runway because she has to walk it. I like that. Like she's wearing it off to the side, almost yes. like a stole or something. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out like the era or anything that it could be referencing. I think it's like Alexis's take on like 40s high glamour, but it's very, very much her take on it. Yeah. She's basically saying, eat it. Yeah. Next up, Blair. Best I, she's looked all season. I love this so she, look. She is stunning. She is shiny. And that's all I need. She's got the face of a porcelain doll. Like the best paint I think I've ever seen. She looks... Um, she's got this kind of like McQueen-esque kind of, you know, Elizabethan era referencing thing going on. But also, she's stoned for filth. Yes. But I love all this pink tool contrasting it. Now, you know the look she made for the barbecue? I think this is the kind of thing she was going for with the kind of like asymmetry and the the kind of swathes of fabric. This really, really works. She looks yep. stunning. And that's, um, it's great. And how the, the weave is a crown. It is. It's it's and again it's got that Elizabethan quality to it, hasn't yeah. it? I mean it's just it's just gorgeous. One of the best looks on the runway. We have to give her that. It's like the skirt looks very kind of like frothy Chanel. Yep. Frothy there, I said go saying it again. Mm. Now Juju now I'm so glad Juju came out in this conceptual look because I was afraid that Juju was gonna come out just looking pretty again. She, like another Oh my god, no, she's, she's giving you Dalai she's, Lama 
Um, oh no, you Buddha don't. <laughs> she is giving yes. you that Buddha realness. Very much Buddhism references in the oranges, isn't there? Yeah. Um, but also give me very like Amaterasu, Japanese sun goddess. Mm. Tiramisu, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> Tiramisu goddess. I may be pronouncing that wrong, actually, because I've only ever seen it written <laughs> and, and said in video games, but... Amaterasu, I, I believe, is Japanese own goddess. Do you think that Sash is a throwback to her finale look in season three? Well, the look... Um, Was it two? Two. Season when two? she wore the kind of like sari-inspired yeah. look. Quite possibly. Quite but possibly. it's very much an elevation mm. of it. So frothy. I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's frothy. Everyone looks like mm. a milkshake. Well, actually, well, well, this is fro- <laughs> actually like you know I'm talking about frothy, but this is actual froth. Now, Miss Crick coming I love in this. frothy eleganza. Another one. She looks like a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> it's candy floss realness. It really is. But like the pearls and the the clam shape in the headdress gives me very kind of like uh, goddess of the sea. You know. Um, Another, like, I feel kind of like with the the intricacy and the silhouette and stuff gives me kind of like McQueen vibes, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, another, like, floor-length gown. That weave. Another weave. She brought a few, like, down to her butt crack weaves with her, didn't yep. she? Um, again, this platinum blonde. Um, and again, this this just feels like elevated Miss Cracker. Yeah. Now, Finishing off with Miss Shay Coulee. Shay Coulee looking like she's borrowed this off Shirley MacLaine in What a Way to Go with the 60s beehive and the, the big frothy pink confection that she's wearing <laughs> with the giant puff sleeves. Another one showing off her gorgeous glossy shoulders. Um, beautiful, beautiful, very voluminous. Lots of volume on the runway. Yeah. Lots of um, hitting the floor, lots of volume. Um my main vibe from this runway is like the girls were just, they were just trying to, and I think a lot of them were successful coming as their like mega evolution, you know, to use Pokemon speech. Mm. Um, They're Dynamaxed. Or Gigantamaxed. Yes. They're, they, all these girls are Gigantamaxed and they're, they're, yeah, they've got double the hit points and they're here to look, smash Shea you. Coulee's final look. To me, this is just to me in my untrained eye. I know that it's supposed to be a Balenciaga reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, you know, when at nighttime when you're hungry and you want to go downstairs and get you a snack and you, you don't want to put any clothes on, so you just take the duvet <laughs> with you, you know, and you just take the huge duvet with you and you just trot along downstairs. <laughs> That's what I feel like she's wearing. She did that, but she made it fashion. But she made it fashion. She made it fashion. That's how you do it. All right. Um, let's finish. I see we finished it off before. I didn't realize it was going to be um, this lengthy, but I think now they're going to crown the queen. And actually, I want to record. I mean, that's kind of what we do, isn't it? We kind of record our reaction to the finale. So yeah. if that moment comes, you'll be hearing it. We've got nearly 20 minutes left, so there's going to be some preamble. All right. Well, let's get into it. Could, 20 minutes is a lot. Is that They're definitely going to have the talk talk to you, age 12. And um, I wonder if there's going to be like, let's hear some feedback from the other queens mm. who are sitting in the audience. Maybe they're going to judge. Maybe they're going to choose who the final two is. <gasps> To be honest, because of the drama, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. Because it just causes so much drama and good TV. Let's go. And in our new finale tradition, we Mm. are going to play the last bit. And Mm -hmm. then you guys get to listen with us 
as though you are here in our studio, in our podcasting studio, level five, as we are, <laughs> high above everyone else, as though you were here with us, enjoying this moment with us. So we're going to play it along and then kind of talk through who we think is going to be the winner. Now, RuPaul has just announced that it's going to be a three-way lip sync between Jujubee, Ms. Saleh Kulay, and Ms. Cracker mm-hmm. to see who wins the crown. And we are going to watch this now. Can you hear it? I can hear it. I can hear it. It's quite loud, isn't it? Mm, It's too loud, actually. Pass the gin. (laughs) This is the kind of conversation we have. Can you pass the Pringles, please? (laughs) I think... Mm, Shay's wearing what looks like a column dress with a high slit. It's going to make it harder for her to dance. The other two are in dance leotards. Shay looks amazing. It's beautiful. More icy themes. Jujubee's wearing the leotard that she should have won in the actual finale uh, dance challenge. Like Cracker's teal bullet bra. Make me Make, feel. Oh, I love this song by Janelle Monet. So this is a very Shay song. It's very like um, Prince-inspired song. Oh yeah. So what we're seeing, because we've got dead air at the moment. So Juju's throwing herself on the floor, giving a sensuality. She's giving me flashbacks to Black Velvet. Um, Cracker's doing her quite Cra- thought out Cra- dance exactly. moves exactly Cracker's doing what she does as she's going back to what she knows yeah like what are the see look five six seven and an eight and a kick and a cut and a so. putter bow race slip Shay's giving me quirky she, robot she's dance She's doing moves. a quirky thing that I, just, I don't think I that think works. Shay's going to have think... a reveal oh Juju's getting caught up in her fringe Shay's going to do a reveal maybe I think because she looks constrained by her outfit I don't know why she'd wear this outfit unless she's going to reveal She's okay. still giving me some. She's strutting that runway. I love the synergy between their colours. Blue and yellow and green. I think Juju's giving, for me, the most... Um, she is. I believe if, if I was to find out who's singing the song, I'd be looking at Jujubee. Jujubee looks like she's singing, like she's the artist. Juju's giving so much personality. Ooh, there, what, the, something, Ooh. there's glitter coming out of crack. Cracker's boobie. Come through. Okay, there's a bit of humour coming out from Miss Shaker. Yeah. Oh, look, yes, you can see that. You can. I can see Miss Cracker's head. I can yeah. see exactly what's inside her, inside her mind. I'm enjoying Shay's jerky dance moves, but for me, Juju is the one uh, who is. Juju to me is the one winning this lip sync. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm gonna pause it here. I'll mm. pause it here and give you my feedback on what I think happens here. I think. For me, I felt like B was Janelle Monet. Yeah. B Monet. She was the one who portrayed the characterization yeah. of the song. Yes, definitely. The definitely best, definitely I think. there. Um, I think. I think. Sh- 
Oh, this is Cracker did a bit of a cracker lip sync by numbers with a bit of a stunt that wasn't that visually impactful, actually. No, but I, I think we can rule out Cracker from winning just from this performance. If Cracker's yeah. out, um, because of the lip sync, it would be between Juju B and Shay. Shay's got the better track record, so she, maybe she would win. And I'm going to say that the winner for the lip sync for me was Juju B because she just. She, I thought she was the artist. So I agree with you that Juju actually did the best lip sync here, but Shay got slightly more screen time than she kind of deserved. And everything being taken into context, I think Shay is going to be judged the winner of this. Yep. I just want to say one thing about Shay. I think sometimes I think Shay tried too hard in mm-hmm. this. There are moments in it that I loved. I didn't like the robot part in the beginning. I don't know what she was trying to tell me with that, but I liked it when it came to the middle of the song and then she's just started to kind of take on that, you know, like yeah. that, that, that character. Like this, I agree. Because, that, this, that the song's about. And also because it's Janelle Monáe, but it's a very Prince-inspired song. Yes. So I think sex yeah. when I think of Prince. Which is why, yeah, so Juju B looks the part, yes. first of all, and her going all on Juju the floor. Juju B looks like she stepped out of Apollonia 6. Yeah. Uh, um, they were Prince's girl group. Okay. Um, Shay, <laughs> Just Shay, say Park. Shay, <laughs> Shay wrong, wore the wrong outfit for this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, let's finish it off. But I definitely feel that Juju B won the lip sync, but Shay might win because of the track record and everything. Ladies, the time has come to crown our queen. <gasps> Who do you want to win, Tom? Shay. Who do you want to win? Juju now, after watching this, because this is the Juju that we love, isn't it? This is the Juju lip sync assassin that we love. Oh! I knew it. It had to happen, and she deserved it. Oh, yes. Deserved. Deserve justice, is, justice, she, justice for balance, Shay. Balance is I was restored. Thinking that this, this gives me a sense of balance in the yes, universe. I feel yeah, like yeah, everything's yeah. okay now. Yeah. It wasn't given to her. She deserved it. Exactly. She's yep. one of the main contenders in the competition. Oh, that's amazing. Shay is tall, but Rue is even taller. That's it. Miss Shay Kool-Aid has won All-Stars 5. I'm so com- happy. I'm so happy that Shay... Like Let's say. hear it. My name is Shay and I didn't come to slay. I came to win! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, that kind of sums it up. Congratulations. Very well deserved. Um, a great top three. I want to see the preview for next week. There was no preview for next week, but oh. I will tell you what's happening next week. Our mm. our best Judy's, Nick and B, who are YouTubers, yes. are coming up next week. And we're going to be doing a few things with them. We're going to be reviewing Canada's Nick Drag Race Superstar Competition of the Year Award. By the way, guys, them. our first episode of that review is out. Yes. So we're catching up. 
With and then we're, gonna, then we're going to be in sync with yeah. it. Yeah. So we're going to do, I think right now they're on episode three or four. So four. we've done episode one review. We're going to do two more next week. Mm-hmm. So that by the time our best duties come, we're going to be doing episode four and five with them. Something I like that. We're so, going to be yeah. doing uh, reviews with them for Canada Drag Race. But we're also going to be doing our end of season Pufter Awards. The Pufter Awards. Return now, of. The return of the Pufter Awards. And what are the Pufter Awards, Dr. Tom? Well, they're... You know, somewhat inspired by the Despy Awards in season seven and also a bit by the BAFTA Awards, um, in case you couldn't tell from the name. Um, And it's when we nominate the queens for, you know, best mug, best dance performance, most improved, that sort of thing. And a few other kind of fun titles to bestow. Miss Congeniality. They've um, not named one. No. So it's, it's basically our awards. The Pufter Awards are the awards ceremony. So we'll be doing the Pufter Awards for All Stars 5 next week with our best duties and YouTubers B. It was B View on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Check them out. They review music. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also be doing Canada's Next Drake Superstar Competition of the Year award reviews with them as well. Top so model. there's a lot coming up. So yes. So don't be... Don't be What's the word I'm looking for? Don't be... Uh, we're going to be back. <laughs> don't uh, be, just don't, don't be... Uh, don't be... Uh, don't be uh, because we're going to be back. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't the end of us. We're going to start yeah. now doing Canada's Next Drag Superstar. Mm-hmm. And we've got the awards coming next week. So we still got, we're still here for you, really. We, we didn't do a Puffter Awards for season 12 because we ran There was no time. There was no time for us to look because it really... It was literally the next week. They just really wanted to get 12 off of the air. We'll get a chance to do a retrospective one at some point, I think. Yep. So that's it. So join Join us next week for the Pufter Awards and catch up with us as we catch up with Canada's Next Drag Superstar Absolutely. competition of the, I don't know what to call it. I keep saying Canada's Next Top Model. You have never been treated to as much content, frankly, no. as you're going to get over the next couple of weeks. Cool. So that's it. Thank you for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. Please rate and review and like Charlie. Tell a friend. Tell a sister. Hello, Millie. Uh, <laughs> and get us out there. Uh, the more, the better, I say. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you. So this is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.